0: Good morning church, Uh, this morning we come to Revelation chapter 14 Uh, We're going to consider that passage, this is I think part 9 in our series More Than Conquerors From the book of Revelation, I want to ask you this question Where are you? Where are you? It seems like (laughs) like a trick question But it's not really, or maybe I could ask it this way. Where do you see yourself right now? Where do you see yourself? Because Revelation chapter 14 is going to give you the answer to where you are this morning. Uh, It starts off with a tale of two lambs, really, because last week we considered the dragon Uh, The dragon had failed in its task to destroy the child that was going to be born back in Revelation chapter 12. Uh, The woman was saved. The child was snatched up to glory. The child being the Lord Jesus Christ. And the dragon being mad, then went on to pursue the church. Uh, The offspring of the woman And again, we read in chapter 12 that the offspring were preserved as well. And the dragon, being mad, stood on the seashore and brings forth this horrendous beast. He then turns to the earth and brings forth a second beast, later in Revelation, addressed as the false prophet. So he has two. Of what will be an unholy trinity. Because the harlot is going to come on the scene soon. There will be the beast, the false prophet and the harlot. All serving the dragon. In the object of pursuing the church. He makes war on the saints. And this uh, false prophet, this second beast. It looks like a lamb. Now we've come across a lamb before in revelation chapter 5 the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world but here is a pseudo lamb here is a if you like it's more like a wolf in sheep's clothing it's main character the character of the false prophet is deception a prophet is one who speaks uh, in the Bible, it's a prophet is one who speaks the word of God, but this lamb is not speaking the word of God. It's a false prophet. And when we come to chapter 14, let's just read it. Then I looked, and there before me was the lamb. Not a lamb, not the lamb of chapter 13, not the deceptive lamb, not the pretend lamb, but the lamb of Revelation chapter 5. The lamb who stood in the centre of the throne with Father God, who took the scroll with seven seals and one by one opened them. The lamb who received the worship of the heavenly host. Here he is again and where is he he's standing on mount zion he's standing on a mountain church the beast was on the seashore the dragon is on the seashore the lamb of god is on the mountain and he's on the mountain of zion figuratively figuratively thinking of that mountain that david Uh, took by force from the jebusites it became known as the city of david it became known later as jerusalem as the capital city of the old covenant uh, as the place where the temple would be built where the priests and the levites would serve god where the shekinah glory would dwell in the most holy place uh, above the ark of the covenant and the lamb is standing in that place of intimacy with father god great is the lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our god in the mountain of his holiness beautiful for situation the joy of the whole earth is mount zion on the sides of the north the city of the great king that's where the lamb is he is high and he's lifted up, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Uh, note first of all that the Lamb is identified with Father God. The Lamb is the Son of the Father. His Father's name written on their foreheads. So the Lamb is there clearly identified as the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are with him. When we dealt with the 144,000 we saw that this is a figurative description of the Church of God universal. It's not a special group within a larger group. It's the Old Covenant 12, the New Covenant, uh, the Old Covenant 12 tribes are Israel. It's the New Covenant 12 apostles of the Lamb At times 1,000. It's 144,000. It's the whole universal church of God and we are there with him. Where are you this morning? We're on the mountain. We're on the mountain. We're not on the seashore. We're not where the beast is. We're not where the dragon is. Oh, we might be on earth and the dragon may be operating on earth and the beast and the false prophet and the harlot may be exerting their force on the earth. But in truth, we are seated in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We are on the mountaintop. With him, 144,000, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. We've got the names of the Lamb and Father God on our foreheads. The 144,000 had been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. We read about that earlier. We also read that those who were not sealed... Rather, were marked with the mark of the beast. So those who follow the beast are marked out. Those who follow the lamb are marked out. And do you notice there's 144,000. There's not 143,999 because one of them had been lost. No, they are all safe, secure, intact. And they have father's name and the lamb's name on their foreheads we are marked out for god so dragon you have no claim over them beast you have no claim over them false prophet you cannot harm them harlot you have no power over them they belong to god And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. You know, that's what you would hear on Mount Zion, because when David uh, brought the Ark of the Covenant up to Mount Zion, he placed it in a temporary tent. He had removed it from the tabernacle he placed it in a temporary tent known as the tent of david awaiting the final building of the temple under solomon but he appointed singers and musicians to make a joyful noise to the lord and here we've got it in heaven the sound from heaven like a roar of rushing waters like the loud of peal of thunder the sound i had was like that of harpists playing their harps, and they sang a new song. Who sang a new song? The 144,000 sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. So there's a heavenly choir, it's a hundred and forty four thousand, it's the Church of Jesus Christ, and they are praising God with a new song. No one could learn the song except the hundred and forty four thousand who had been redeemed from the earth. You mean the angels can't learn this song? You mean Michael and Gabriel can't sing along? The living creatures aren't able to What's going on here? Ah, this is a song for the redeemed. Those who have been redeemed. Only they are able to sing the song. It's not that everyone else... Was not allowed to sing the song. It's more the case that only the redeemed could comprehend what it really means to be redeemed by God. Let me put it this way the angels were not saved by the blood. Of the Lamb. The living creatures were not saved by the blood of the Lamb. Only the redeemed church of God is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Only we as believers can, with God's help, comprehend what has happened to us, that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And we are singing. A new song, Hallelujah. Who are they? These are those who didn't defile themselves with women. What? You mean you mean believers haven't to have anything to do with women? Are you speaking there to have no sexual? A relationship with women? Surely you can't be saying that. They remained virgin. You mean it's a hundred and forty-four thousand celibates? Is that what you're saying God? They didn't defile themselves with women for they remained virgins. They follow the lamb wherever he goes. What is the word really saying here it's saying this this is the bride of Christ regardless of your human situation regardless of your marital status regardless of your um, your sexual history the redeemed church of God as a whole are counted as one bride, the bride of Christ, holy, spotless. We talked this morning about sainthood. Think of the words of Paul in Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless this is what john is talking about this is a holy church this is a pure church this is a church of saints Ready to meet the bride. They follow the lamb wherever, wherever he goes. So our position is on the mountaintop. Our occupation is praise. Our character is purity. And finally, we are purchased. It's about ownership. They were purchased from among men and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. We belong to God. You know, when uh, under the old covenant, when the children of Israel came to the barley harvest, they would cut the barley sheaf and they would bring it to the temple and they would offer it to to god as the first fruits this is the first fruits signaling more to come but we give it to you god it belongs to you the church is the first fruits belonging to god the church is the sign of great things to come when at the end of days uh, the Lord God will create a new heaven and a new earth and he will restore everything and reconcile it to himself and there'll be a, uh, there'll be uh, a, a, another eternity with the Lord. And we are the first fruits. So where are you this morning? Are you down by the seashore? Oh, I do love to be beside the seaside. Not anymore, not if that's where the dragon is. Rather, I go to the hills. I go to the hills, I climb to the mountain. That's where my God is. That's where I belong, up on the mountain with him, with the lamb, overcoming, reigning victoriously that's where the church needs to be today oh we may be struggling with COVID. we may be tempted to become fearful and to be anxious but by the holy spirit and with the grace and mercy of god we will rise above that and we'll stand on mount zion and we'll praise the lord god with a new song and we will live as those who belong to him, as those who are the firstfruits. And our character will reflect that. No lie will be found in our mouths. Why? Because we're blameless. We are sinners saved by grace. We are sanctified, made holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.